Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Pirkeavot, Ethics of the Fathers, with the teachings of Rabbi Abraham Twirsky, where it says in, a, in chapter 3, Mishnah 14, Rabbi Dosa ben Harkinas was accustomed to say, Morning sleep, sleep, midday wine, children's chatter, and sitting at gatherings of the ignorant, ignorant remove a man from this world. And um, it's interesting, it says that the morning hours may be uh, also understood as the early years of a person. Uh, Rabbi Dosa ben Harkinas can be talking here about when a person is young and he takes his life for granted, he doesn't really take advantage of his young years to do everything he could accomplish in those years, it's like if he's asleep. And uh, I've always heard this, this saying from my husband, he says, Youth is wasted on the young. And this is what Rabbi, Rabbi Tversky is trying to explain to us here, that this Mishnah is trying to say, is that on several occasions, the Talmud states that Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi wept, wept saying, it is possible for a person to achieve his entire world in one brief moment. Like, if you use your time for to the fullest, you can achieve so much. But if you waste your time in stupidity, you're filling your days your minutes, your, 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 your hours with things that are really empty, that are not going to matter in 10 minutes, then really you're wasting your time because there's so much that you can accomplish in those moments. So he would say this when he noticed a person that would redeem himself after wasting away an entire lifetime. Like he would see a person that wasted his whole life in stupidity, in doing the wrong things, in living a life that was not a, a, a valuable life. And then suddenly he did Teshuvah and he came back. And, and yes, it's amazing he did Teshuvah, but all those years that he wasted, that he threw away, really it's time that you can never gain back. Time is a commodity that cannot be rebought. It's not something that you go and you buy more time. It's, you're allowed it at, allotted a certain amount of time in your life. Uh, some people come to live for 100 years, others come to live for 10 years, another for uh, six months, for three days. Like, it, your time in this world is very, very valuable. It's something that you're never gonna take back. It's not something you can go and pick again. So. So it says here that it is particularly important issue in these days when so many young people go astray, whether into drugs or other self-destructive behavior. We see that the world today is very destructive. Like people are really, it's, it's heartbreaking. I, I walk the streets of the Upper West Side in Manhattan and I can smell marijuana in every corner. And sometimes I turn back and I see it's a young father with a baby in a stroller and he's smoking marijuana while he's taking care of his child. And I know that, yes, it's acceptable, so it, the government is accepting it, but really, it doesn't let a person live his life in the, in the right way, because it takes him away from reality, it numbs them, and you're not being able to be productive and, 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 and do what you have to do. So the years of the youth, when they were at their highest learning capacity, can never be regained. And this is indeed tragic. Obviously, if there were any way to help young people preserve these precious years and avoid squandering them foolishly, this would be an invaluable contribution to them and, and, and to mankind as a whole. Like schools should really focus on bringing the best out of kids 
when they're young. They should not like make their life so difficult that they have to escape from it. They should really bring out the best in them and bring their qualities out and allow them to really use their time of their youth in a very wise way. So children often mimic the behavior of adults, of adults, and if the value of a mature culture is defective, what can we expect of, of our children? We should really try very much to work on ourselves as, as grown-ups, to be good role models, to teach our children right from wrong, and to live like that so they can follow in our footsteps. So the term mature culture may not be accurate, yet there is an adult culture consisting of people from the age of 20 to 80 plus, but age does not necessarily make a person mature. And maturity, Rabbi Tversky explains, is when a person knows how to wait, is patient, knows how, how to get to do what he needs to do. But a person that is immature is a person that needs everything now. It's instant gratification. He wants the person to email them now, call me now. This is an immature person. He can be 80 years old and he's still immature. So it says here that the greater consideration to the appropriateness of, of the desires and their gratification may have negative consequences he will forego them. So furthermore, a mature person is able to delay gratification. So we know a person is mature when he's, he has patience, when he can wait. Uh, so a 45-year-old executive who has a gra graduate degree and a functions effectively in operating a large corporation may indeed be thought as a mature person, like you see, this very successful person looks very mature, but however, if he lights a cigarette and gratifies his desire for nicotine in spite of his knowledge that this is very harmful to him and the people around him that are smelling the smoke, then this also exhibits an immature uh, behavior. So a group of people whose lust for money results in the polluting of the air and water in its upsetting the ecology cannot be thought of as true, truly mature. So what he's saying here is that we need to be very careful how we portray adulthood to our children because sometimes we do immature things that, and we're telling them you have to grow up, you have to grow up, but at the same time they're seeing you and they're seeing that you're doing harmful things to yourself, to the environment, to the people around you, and this is also a sign of immaturity. So the Mishnah lists four examples of adult behavior that cannot be thought of as mature. When the adult culture tolerates, condones, and even promotes this, it is adopting a lifestyle which young people are likely to mimic. So some of these young people will be ruined for life by following a juvenile lifestyle, while others may pull out of the no, no, not such good lifestyle. Eventually, when they grow up, they'll be able to get out of it. But uh, Rabbi Tversky uh, says many adults today never were able to get out of these uh, lifestyles that seemed mature to them, but they were not. So Yehuda, but like Rabbi Yehuda, he says, we may cry for those who redeem themselves as a later age. They have allowed the most productive years of their lives to be wasted. So if we wish to do the utmost for our children, let's, let us avoid the types of behavior that are characterized by the example 
of this Mishnah in which they are destructive and they are self-harming and harming to other people and they're just not good examples and we have to really look into ourselves when we want to educate wholesome children so then it says in the Mishnah that the that these things will will eventually remove a man from the world so what does it mean that it will remove a, a man from the world and the expression remove a man from the world is rather unusual term for the Talmud to express it, its disapproval of something so when we find such an expression we should investigate whether it may have some special meaning so here Rabbi Tversky is explaining to us that many people go into uh, not good behaviors or into drugs or alcohol or all these things that are called drug addiction alcoholism all these things and he says that he gives it a different name which he calls it escapism and people who are into these behaviors that are harmful really what they're doing is that they're trying to avoid coping with reality they want to numb themselves so they don't have to feel so they can keep keep going because sometimes life is so hard that if they don't numb themselves they can just go on so they do it for that but rabbi Tversky says that escapism has the deleterious consequences it's not so easy it's not that it's gonna fix the problem because we when when reality problems arise and are not dealt with at the right time with the right way like when you have an issue you have to deal with it go and deal with it do whatever you need to do to deal with it if it's go to the lawyer to the lawyer if it's go to the psychologist to the psychologist to the rabbi to the rabbi you do whatever you need to do to be able to uh, fix your problems but when you are escaping from them with uh, with chemicals and, and drugs or alcohol or whatever you're using it, this will uh, inevitably make your problems even worse because not only you're not dealing with the problem but you're making it a worse problem it's worse than what it used to be so here it says the only way this can be managed constructively is to face them and deal with them as painful as they might be as hard as it might be this is the only way that you can get rid of them like for example if you get a wart in your skin you need to go to the dermatologist and he needs to spray it with the with the thing he sprays it to and burn it so he can you you don't get more but if you neglect it it's eventually you're gonna get warts all over your body it's a virus that spreads so you cannot be in denial in life you need to really go to the root of the problem and, and fix whatever is going in with you so a person may dream at night or daydream during waking hours neither dream changes reality if you're daydreaming or dreaming your reality is the same reality like if you wake up tomorrow with the problem you had today even though you went to sleep and you had a a refreshing uh, sleep and you were able to to disconnect a little bit when you wake up you have the problem it never went away so there are indeed dreams that do change reality but they are not of an escapist nature when rabbi joseph kahaneman the rosh Hashiva of ponovitz yeshiva he arrived to israel after the surviving the holocaust he came to israel with no clothes no family no money no nothing and he came to Ben Brak and he says, I'm gonna establish a, a yeshiva. 
This is a good dream because he's dreaming of something that he wants to do, something he wants to achieve. So some people discourage him saying, oh, Rabbi, you're crazy. You're a dreamer. This is never going to happen. How are you going to do it? Where are you going to get the money from? And he didn't listen to anybody and he got to work and he did it. And today, this is the greatest yeshiva that there exists in our generation. So some people avoid reality simply by not arising early in the morning. They go to sleep and they stay asleep thinking like if I'm sleeping two more hours, three more hours, I'm, I'm, I don't have to suffer so much. I don't have to deal with it. But at the end of the day, you, you have to get up from bed. You cannot stay there. And other people just go to the casino, go to see the horse races, get in those games in the in the internet or in your iPhone, and you're consumed by all these uh, things that really take you out from reality. But at the same time, you're not doing anything to change your reality and to and to fix whatever you need to fix. So he says here, Rabbi Tversky, that he was very impressed by the autobiography of Nobel Prize laureate S.Y. Agnon, who related that his father had to open his door very early in the morning, and he used to wake him earlier because he wanted to learn Torah with his son. He wanted to teach his son Torah. And the mother would always say to the father, oh no, please let the child sleep, poor kid. He's, he's tired, he has to go to school, don't make him wake up early. And the father never the said, nevertheless said, no way, what? Do you want him to grow up to be, to be non-Jewish? You need to teach him, he needs to learn Torah. And the, the father per persisted and the son would get up every morning and learn Torah and, uh, and it says, that uh, that that he till the last day of his life he was very old and he kept on learning Torah. So our sages know what keeps a person within the world and what removes him from it. So if we're attached to Torah, to mitzvahs, to wholesome things, to things that are important today, tomorrow, even in the world to come, when you're not even in this world anymore, you're in the next world and they're still relevant and they're still important and you attach yourself to these things, then you are you are not removed from this world but when we have our head in stupidity and we're wasting our time in the pastimes that really take us out of our of our life and don't allow us to grow and flourish and learn what we have to learn and fix what we have to fix then we we really are like asleep in this world and so this is the the teaching of this mishnah I wish you a beautiful week and remember, live a little higher. Don't waste time. Bye.